And welcome to another uh, episode of the Michigan Sports Truth Podcast Post Game Edition on Talk Show. Taylor Phillips along with Lewis Tenor. Just a second, I gotta turn this stupid Trump commercial off. Burning a fire, old man. Taylor Phillips along with Lewis Tenor. Um, Lions lose badly, 41 to 21. First half was close, but uh, their offense in general, the entire game could not get a damn thing going. Um, the running game was beyond awful. 29 rushing yards collected the entire game. 29 rushing yards, Lewis. Oh, God. They used DeAndre Swift too, too many times, and he, and he kept running up the middle. And he kept running into brick walls every time he ran up the middle. Just total laziness with the running game. Adrian Peterson couldn't gain very many yards either. Let me uh, look, look this up here on the uh, NFL mobile app. I mean, seriously. Um, second here, stats, Lions, uh, Adrian Peterson, seven yards on five carries, DeAndre Swift, six carries, one rushing yard, one rushing yard, <sighs> the entire game. Seven rushing yards for Adrian Peterson, who is washed up. DeAndre Swift, just one rushing yard. Oh, my God. That is beyond Lions right there. At least DeAndre Swift only had 22 receiving yards. That doesn't, that doesn't help either. Jesse James, only one one catch for 23 yards because um, the Lions didn't use him. Marvin Jones, three, three catches for 39 because they didn't use him much either. They didn't, they didn't use Jesse James or Marvin Jones Jr. at all in the first half. They didn't use Marvin Hall at all in the first half. Four catches, 113 yards. That He could have been usable the entire game. Marvin Jones could have been usable in the entire game. Jesse James could have been used in the entire game. Carry on Johnson, they didn't use him at all in the first half. They, they could have used him the entire game. Two carries for, for only 15 passing yards. They didn't, they didn't use him in the running game either. Not at all. Carry on Johnson didn't even have any goddamn fucking carries. It's pathetic. Kenny Yade didn't have any catches. He had a rough first half, and then he was injured with a hip injury. Terrible first half. Couldn't even catch the football, and then he got injured. Jesus Christ. Matthew Stafford, a lost fumble, and then a pick six. 
threw on a threw over three hundred uh threw for over three hundred passing yards, three hundred and thirty-six, twenty-four of forty-two. Um a quarterback rating of ninety-six point nine. Not good enough. Only twenty-four only twenty-one points to show for it against an Indianapolis Colts team who came up with forty-one. Their defense all game long was complete trash. Just flaming shit. A bunch of flaming shit is their defense. I'm gonna I'm not gonna name any names. They couldn't stop the run. Their secondary defenders the secondary defenders stood like statues like they always do, or usually, yeah, always do. Um, man, they keep leaving the receivers wide open like they always do. That's it. And then, and then Matt Prater, his only field goal attempt was way wide left. He's already washed up. That was, uh, that, that ended the, that uh, mailed field goal attempt way wide left ended that first half with the Indianapolis Colts up 20 to seven at halftime. The Lions uh, inched closer to start that third quarter, but since then, geez, the Lions can because of Matt Patricia's own ineptitude because of Matt Patricia and his own ineptitude. They also need to uh, tank, for the rest of the season just to get him fired. Lions and Vikings, that should be a tank bowl. Well, almost. Well, the, the Lions uh, are looking like they're playing it. Like they should, uh, lo they look today like they should play a tank, playing a tank bowl game next week when they're in U.S. Bank Stadium playing the Minnesota Vikings next Sunday at 1 on Fox. So there you go. Today's game was televised on CBS, which which is a slight difference only in, in media outlets, but it doesn't even matter. Well, it's, a, it's a difference in media outlets, but it doesn't even matter. So um, that's all I've got for uh, Colts and Lions. So... I'm going to pass it on to Lewis Tenor for his national sports report. Lewis, take it away. Hey, Lewis, uh, are you muted? Oh, there we go. Oh, oh, I think I'm unmuted now. I think I'm unmuted now. Yeah, I just muted. I just unmuted. Okay. 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 And away we go. All right. The Seahawks rebounded from last week's loss and beat the 49ers 37-27. Russell Wilson had 261 passing yards, was 27 for 37, and had four touchdowns. DJ Dallas had 41 receiving yards, 18 carries, and one touchdown. DJ uh, DK Metcalf had 161 receiving yards and two touchdowns. It was a doozy in this game. The Saints uh, beat the Bears 26 to 23 in overtime. My brother's not happy. Drew Brees had 280 yards uh, passing and two touchdowns. David Montgomery had 89 rushing yards. And Alvin Karma had 98 receiving yards. And that probably has a lot of karma to go with it. Oh, dear. Anywho. Uh, moving, 
moving right along here. The this was a shootout here. The Broncos barely beat the Chargers, 31 to 30. Justin Herbert was 29 for 43, 270 passing yards and three touchdowns. Justin Jackson, 89 uh, rushing yards on 17 carries, and Mike Williams, 99 receiving yards and one touchdown. Chargers blow a 21. Hmm. Speaking of blowing leads, the Ravens were up comfortably, but then the Steelers came roaring back as they beat the Ravens 28 to 24. Lamar Jackson, 208 passing yards and two touchdowns. J.K. Uh, Dobbins had 113 rushing yards on 15 carries, and Willie Sneed had 105 receiving yards. The Dolphins over the Rams, 28-17. Jared Goff had 355 passing yards and one touchdown. (laughs) Miles Gaskin had 47 rushing yards and one touchdown. And Hooner Hubbard Krupp had 110 receiving yards. Now, if you think that the uh, Lions are bad, of course, the Jets are even worse. As the Chiefs just annihilated them today, 35-9, they should be in a tank bowl as well. Ah. Patrick Mahomes, of course, is just too unstoppable for them as he had 416 passing yards and five touchdowns. I think I want to throw up. Uh, Frank Gore had 30 rushing yards on 10 carries, and Travis Kelsey, 109 receiving yards and one touchdown. Like I said, it makes me sick. Okay, on the better news, the Vikings over the Panthers, 28-22. to Aaron Rodgers had 291 passing yards and three touchdowns. Dalvin Cook, 163 rushing yards and three touchdowns and 30 carries. And Robert Tonian had 79 receiving yards. As we mentioned, the Colts uh, annihilated the Lions 41 to 21. I'll break the bad news. Anywho, Matthew Stafford, 336 passing yards, three touchdowns. Ah. Jordan Wilkins, 89 rushing yards and one touchdown. And Marvin Hall, 113 receiving yards. Good Lord. All right, Raiders over the Browns, 16 to 6. Baker Mayfield, 122 uh, passing yards. Josh Jacobs had 128 rushing yards, and Jarvis Landry, 52 receiving yards. Hmm. Kind of lackluster on both ends, if you ask me. Bengals over the Titans, 31-20. <laughs> I see. I, they're not as bad as their record indicates, people, so give them a break a bit. Joe Burrow, 249 passing yards, two touchdowns. Derrick Henry, 112 rushing yards, one touchdown. Corey Davis, 120 receiving yards, and one touchdown. And a close one here, the Bills over the Patriots, 24-21. Boy, they haven't been this bad since, they haven't been this bad in almost 20 years, the Patriots, that is. They're not the same without Brady, that's for sure. Cam Newton, 174 passing yards. Damian Harris, 102 Rushing yards, uh, one touchdown. And Stefan Diggs, 92 receiving yards. Game in progress. Cowboys are leading the Eagles right now 9-7. to seven. Carson Wentz has 
one touchdown on 91 yards passing. Boston Scott, 64 rushing yards, Boston. And Travis Buchan, 60 receiving yards. All right, um, that takes care of the NFL. NFL. Um, yeah, I'll do this. I'll do the standings uh, just for laughs. And they go like this. Well, they won a second right now. As we are now approaching uh, week nine in the uh, NFL season. <laughs> well, we will next week. And it goes like this. In the East, the Bills are 6-2. and two. The Dolphins are 4-3. and three. The Patriots, 2-5. and five. And the Jets, 0-8. Oh, in the AFC North, Steelers are the only undefeated team left at 7-0. and oh. The Ravens drop to 5-2. and two. The Browns are 5-3. And, and the Bengals are 2-5-1. In the South, Titans are 5-3. The Colts are 5-2. And, and the Texans and Jaguars are a woeful 1-6. and six. In the West, the Chiefs are 7-1. Raiders four and three, the Broncos are three and four, and the Chargers two and five. Same old Chargers. In the NFC least, okay, East, Eagles are two four and one. Washington is two and five. Cowboys are two and five, but depending on the outcome of the scan, it could be three and five or two and six, or two five and one, as the case may be. And the Giants are one and six. Uh, they'll play tomorrow night. In the north, Packers are five and two, Bears are five and three, the Lions are three and four, and the Vikings are two and five. In the south, the Saints are still marching along as they are five and two along with the Bucks. The Panthers are three and five, and the Falcons are two and six. Over in the West, which is the which is a very strong division. Uh, in the NFC, the Seahawks are six and one. Cardinals are five and two. The Rams are five and three, and the 49ers, even though they're in last place, are five and four. So, I know I'm sorry, four and four, but um, that's very respectable, even though it's last place in the division. So while the while the a while the NFC East is rather pathetic. As the case may be, the NFC West in that division is uh, rather strong. Go figure that out. And uh, the Bucks will play the Giants tomorrow night, by the way. And your buys for the week are the Cardinals, Washington, Jaguars, and the Texans. So that takes care of uh, football for this week. Uh, I know a lot of you are going to be thinking crazy for doing soccer, but... I'm going to do it anywho, because I do follow MLS, and uh, there are a couple of changes because there were two games that were canceled um, due to the pandemic and will not be made. Uh, oh, are you done already? 
looking for waiting for a page to load. If Dallas can win, um, you know, maybe there's a chance that they can make something respectable out of this division. I know people think I'm, think, think I'm crazy for saying that, but uh, you know, I think the winner of this game might have an edge. Okay, so MLS goes like this: Colorado is leading Seattle two to one, uh, just starting the second half. Portland and Vancouver just getting underway. Columbus over Philadelphia two to one. Atlanta beat Cincinnati two to nothing. In the Battle of New York, New York FC beat my Rebels five to two. Thank you very much. Yeah, good for nothing. Yeah. Orlando over Montreal one nothing. New England over DC four to three. I don't like DC. Toronto over Miami two to one. The LA Galaxy will take on Salt Lake in just a uh, few minutes. Kansas City and Minnesota has been canceled. That game will not be made up since it doesn't mean much in the standings. And San Jose and LAFC we played at a later date, even though there's not much time left in the season. Turning to the headline to the headlines here, um, I'll try to be brief as possible. There's there's been a lot of talk about uh, Trevor Lawrence. You know, is he going to be at Clemson next year for another year or go to the NFL? Well. Uh, Clemson coach Davo Sweeney is not the only one who expressed Trevor Lawrence to enter the draft. Uh, multiple NFL executives are thinking, yeah, he's going to go. Um, after Lawrence left the possibility open, he said that he could return to Clemson next season. He said, I'd be shocked if he actually went back, but I don't th- I'm not going to be shocked if he does go back. Because if the Jets have the top pick in the draft, he said, I would rather stay at Clemson than be drafted to the Jets. So I wouldn't be surprised if he did stay at Clemson for his senior year. Uh, one source said, you have a better chance of winning the Boston Marathon than does of going back to school. Ooh. Any person in that stratosphere would go, and history tells me he goes out, a third source told ESPN. Lawrence made headlines this past Tuesday when he – said he did not go out on returning to Clemson for his senior year instead of going pro. But Sweeney said two days later that he would be surprised if Lawrence did go back. Gee, I guess I'm the only one who doesn't, who isn't surprised by this. Hmm. Call me crazy, but that's the way I look at it. Oh, dear. All right, well, Ravens fans, well, not only did they uh, lose today, but they lost... All pro left tackle Ronnie Stanley with an ankle injury today. Oh, boy. He suffered a serious left ankle injury, of course, in the loss to the Steelers today, which they uh, could have won. Um, he is, the ankle injury occurred late in the first quarter and is so severe, though, almost the rest of the season. The all pro uh, was carted off just two days after he signed a whopping five-year, $98.7 million extension. Yeah. What a, way to, what a way to, you know, lose the rest of your season. I mean, all that money and, you know, just uh, out the door. Hmm. Makes me wonder why I don't play in the – I never want to play in the NFL. Um, in the final minute of the first quarter, Steelers linebacker T.J. Watt rolled into the back of Stanley's lower left leg 
as he was trying to sack Ravens quarterback Lamar Jackson. His leg was placed in an air cast as Stanley was helped onto the cart with his teammates swarmed around him in support. Uh, I just hope he's going to feel better. Okay, Yankee slugger Giancarlo Stanton will keep the remaining $218 million on his contract rather than opt out after an injury-hit season. Well, by him. His first season was remarkable. Uh, first season with us, that is. 38 home runs and 100 RBIs. That was in 2018. But in 2019, he only had three home runs with 13 RBIs and was limited to 18 games with a bicep strain that kept him out from April 1st to June 18th. If that wasn't bad enough, um, he only hit four home runs with 11 RBIs. Uh, then he was hit again with a bicep strain that kept him out. Uh, right, a right knee strain kept him out from June 26th to September 18th, and hit and hit four home runs and 11 RBIs in the pandemic season, and only played 23 games as he was sidelined with a strain of hamstring that kept him out from August 9th to September 15th. In the playoffs, though, he went 8 for 26 with six home runs and 13 RBIs. Hmm. Well, at least he may have some ground, but, you know, he's so injury-prone. I don't know. I got to think about keeping injury-prone players because I don't think it really helps your team that much, to be honest with you. That's just, you know, that's the way I feel about it. All right. Um, Raiders tight right tackle Trent Brown, who came off the COVID-19 list after practicing the team Friday afternoon, was inactive for today's game versus the Browns. Brown said he felt ill before uh, today's game, resulting in his deactivation, the Raiders said in a statement. The good news is it was not related to the coronavirus. Brown signed a four-year, $66 million deal last year, contracted the virus just two weeks ago. He played only three snaps in the opener versus Carolina due to a calf injury, but played the full game against the Chiefs on October 11th. He has played in 10 snaps in 11 of, the, of his 22 games since joining the Browns, which um, is an improvement. This, um, with the Browns are an improvement this year. I think they are, quote-unquote, the surprise team of the year. At least, at least I think so by their, by their standards. All right, so just a quick see if I had just uh, anything else before I hand back over to you. All right. Uh, Kentucky Wildcats landed the number 24 prospect, Damian Collins, yesterday. Uh, they'll, he said, they'll push me to be my best. Uh, that's according to Collins. I like how the players developed, developed me playing with well as against uh, great players. Hopefully it will make me a great player, and I am ready for the challenge ahead. He is also a top 10 power forward as well. Uh, college basketball fans, I think you're going to like this story. I know I will. Uh, the ACC Big Ten Challenge matchups were announced on Friday, and Duke and Illinois will lead off the tournament that begins on December 8th and December 9th. Uh, for those of you of uh, interest, it goes like this. The December 8th matchups include North Carolina, Iowa, Syracuse, and Rutgers, Ohio State, and Notre Dame. Sounds like a better football matchup, though. Purdue versus Miami, Boston College versus Minnesota, and Penn State versus Virginia Tech. 
The following day, Louisville versus Wisconsin, Michigan versus Virginia, Indiana versus Florida State, North Carolina State versus Michigan, Maryland at Clemson, Georgia Tech versus Nebraska, and finally, Pittsburgh at Northwestern. And I think that is, oh yeah, and like I said, the uh, the virus claimed another victim in the sports world as Minnesota and KC was called off and will not be rescheduled. Since they are to face, uh, since they were said to face Chicago at home on Wednesday, that game was scheduled for October 14th, but now will be played on Wednesday night. All right, so I believe, yeah, I believe that is it. So I'll hand back over to you, Taylor. All right, thanks, Lewis. Um, sure. Also, another reminder to download to download the uh, Vigit social sports app, Vigit, Vigit, for sports fans that influence more people to love sports. Download it, create an account, and use the referral code STABLES with a capital S. That's STABLES with a B and a capital S. Download the Vigit app, create an account, referral code STABLES with a capital S, and a B in the middle. So, We'll talk next uh, Saturday night. Yep, definitely. For Lewis and Orr, I'm Taylor uh, Phillips. Talk to you guys soon. Good nice night, week. Or next weekend. Yep, bye.